Welcome to the Century Church Podcast with Dr. Patrick M. Quinn. You can find out more information about Century Church at www.century.church or download our app at the Apple or Google Play Store. Hey, if, you, uh, if you're out there right now and you haven't turned your radio to 100.7, I want to encourage you to do that. Uh, hopefully, you'll be able to hear the message through the radio, or if not, then through these speakers as we kind of crank up the volume. But I am excited about today because today is an opportunity to bless our kids, to pray them up, and to get them ready for a new school year. And that is uh, really Part of the the whole theme of today is to help our kids in trying times get ready for a new school year ahead. One that looks like nothing we have ever seen before. And so I want to say to you first and foremost, as a pastor, as your pastor, I'm struggling right now. I'm struggling. I miss so much about church, about community, about what we have built here together. I miss so much. I just want to say it to you. How about you? But I also have faith. I have faith that God will not only see us through this moment, but that God is up to new things. And we sang at the beginning of this service that we are going to see a victory. And I believe that with every fiber of my being, that we are going to see a victory. That God will do his part. God is not going to forsake us. God is not going to leave us. God is not going to abandon us. God is on the way and God is doing his part. Amen? And so if that is true, and you believe that truth in the very core of your heart and your soul today, then it also means that we must be willing to do our parts. You know, there's a scripture passage in Matthew chapter 6. Jesus is preaching in the Sermon on the Mount. In the Sermon on the Mount, I love how the message puts it. I normally don't read from the message from Sunday mornings, but today I'm going to do that because I love how Eugene Peterson's The Message puts it. In Matthew 6 verse 15, it says this, If you refuse to do your part, if you refuse to do your part, You cut yourself off from God's part. If you refuse to do your part, you cut yourself off from God's part. And so today, what is our part? What is our part? It's a new school year. It's a new season. It's a new life that we're living in these strange and weird times. And I know that frustration is setting in. I know that anger is setting in. I know that depression can be setting in. I know that anxiety is setting in. But God will do his part. And we must do ours. And so I want to address a few different groups of people today. First, I want to address the kids. Our kids. 
You've been dancing and honking and, and excited today, and I'm so happy for that. But I need you to know something. I don't care if you're in kindergarten starting like my Janiah or my son who's in ninth grade or anybody in high school. Listen to me, kids. You must do your part. Your education matters. And no global pandemic is going to change that. Your education matters. You've got to learn. You've got to grow. You cannot shrink back from this moment. In the classroom or on the computer, it matters. You are the next generation. You're the best part of us. You're the best part of us. I say this often to my children. I will say it to all of you today. We are sending you into a future that we will never see. So you are the best part of us. And so parents, parents, we must do our parts. We are in uncharted waters. Our parents cannot help us. Our grandparents cannot help us. They know not what it was like to live through a global pandemic. So it's true. We are in uncharted waters. Everyone is trying their best. We're drawing on the past. We're looking into history. We're doing all that we can. We're leaning on wisdom. But the fact is we are in uncharted waters. But we do not go it alone. We don't go alone into this moment. We go with God into this moment. We don't go alone into this moment. And so we must rise up in this moment. Because future generations will write about this moment. Just as the greatest generation had their moment, we will have ours. This is it. Listen to me carefully. I want to remind us all. Because our children and our grandchildren will draw strength or they will draw weakness from how we handle this moment. They will look to this moment as they grow up and lead their own families. They will look to this moment and see how mom and dad handled it. So let's lead our families through this moment. Hey, I'm doing some new things. I know some of you are doing some new things. Here's one new thing I'm doing. I joined the PTA at my daughter's school. I got on the board at the PTA at my daughter's school. They don't know what they're in for now. I, I mean, I, I'm on the board. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. But I know this much. Our schools need us right now. Our schools need us to rise up and to lead through this moment. Our schools need us. And so parents, I'm asking you, don't shrink back from this moment. What is it that you can do? And yes, you're tired. Yes, you're frustrated. Yes, you have anxiety. Yes, 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 yes. But let's not shrink back from this moment. So find a way to push forward. Teachers, you must do your parts. Yeah, your education didn't teach you how to teach or lead through a global pandemic. That is true. But we need you now maybe more than ever. 
We need you to teach. We need you to teach this next generation right through a difficult time. We need you to raise them up and we will be right beside you. But we need you to grow. We need you to learn new skills. If you don't know how to use a computer or Zoom or any of this other stuff, we need you to figure it out. We need you to figure out how to love through social distancing and whatever else comes our way. We need you to figure out how to grow up this next generation. We are looking to you. You didn't ask for it. You didn't choose it. It chose you. And so if you're a teacher here, know that we love you and we need you and we want you to rise up in this moment. And, and teachers in future generations will learn from you. They will learn how to handle situations just like this. They will watch you and they will grow. Books will be written about and how you handle this moment. Teachers, you must do your parts. You cannot shrink back from this moment. God will do his part. But teachers, you must do yours. To the community, we must do our parts. That means every citizen, every household, everyone must do their part. We've got to have you. Look, I'll say it to you. There's an election on Tuesday. I'm not talking about the big one that everyone wants to fuss and argue about. I'm talking about the one that might matter most right now for us. There's an election in our town. Go vote. Go vote. Go be a part of it. And then don't just vote. Figure out how to get involved. Figure out how to be a part of the fabric of our community. Because no matter what happens in this great big world of ours, what's going to matter most is the world we create together. That's what's going to matter the most. Let's not forget that. The community must do their parts. But I saved the best for last. Because the church... The church must do her parts. The church must do her parts. Right now, every single one of you who are baptized followers of Jesus Christ, who have a faith that says that there is victory on the way, who has a faith that says that God will do his parts. Every single one of us, hear me, we must do our parts. You got to be people that go offer hope where there's hopelessness. We have to be people that go offer love where there's hate. We have to be people who are going to offer Jesus where there seems to be a void. Maybe what people need most right now from the church is to offer grace. We got to be people who serve like we've never served before. Let history record that in this dark moment, the church showed up and washed feet. That when everybody else was running out, we were running in. Let this be the moment the church rises to the occasion and does our part. That we serve, that we give, that we sacrifice. Listen to me, church isn't easy right now. It actually pretty much stinks from the way that we used to know it. But Jesus never said to the disciples that it was going to be easy. 
Jesus didn't say, come follow me and we'll have awesome Sunday morning worship services with donuts and fresh coffee. That's not what Jesus said. He said, bid yourselves to come, pick up your cross, carry it, and die with me. And right now, I feel like there's pieces of me that are dying. And my prayer then is like, God, raise up something new in me. Because yes, it's not going to be the way that I wanted it to be. Or the way that I thought that it needed to be. But I need you, God, to raise up something new in me. You know, this struggle that maybe many of us are going through with where to worship and what to do about this present time. Maybe this is the moment God does his best work because we actually are talking to him. We're frustrated. We're upset. We want new things. We want it, we want it to go back. We want things to be different. Maybe this is the moment God says, now you're ready. I can do something with people that want to talk to me. I can do something with people that want to be frustrated with their present circumstances. God seems to always do something with people in this Bible when they are frustrated. And right now I'm frustrated. And I feel like God may be saying, okay, now you're ready. Church, are you frustrated enough? You see, the church must do our parts. Maybe the best thing that we can do, and if you haven't committed to doing this, I want you to do this right now. I want you to commit to praying. Not praying for your selfish desires. Not praying to the God in heaven that you think is a vending machine that should give us whatever we want, but to give us what we need. To give us the strength to endure to be a long sufferer like so many of the great saints in this Bible have been. To actually walk with God through this tough moment. And so there's a few things that I want to let you know about. Because you need to know that just like Katina and Philip got done saying. I mean, we're working behind the scenes. We are working out in the community. We are working to try to figure out what are the next steps. How to best serve our children our, our youth, our adults, how to best lead in this moment. There's a few things that you need to know that, that we want you to know. Because I need you to commit to praying and I need you to commit to being part of this. Maybe some of you look at a sign on a piece of property on Marler Road and wonder, are we ever going to do anything about that? Gee, <laughs> sometimes I wonder. But I'm here to tell you that last week, our architects finished up the schematic plan for phase one of our property. That's a beautiful praise. <clears throat> and so the next, the next phase of that is design development. They are moving into that. In about the next four weeks or so, maybe five, don't hold me to it, we'll release some plans about what that's going to look like and how we're going to move forward and what our parts, each one of us, will play in that. So we have that. Number two, the next thing I need you to know is that, that while that's our long-term goal and we are working feverishly toward it, we have short-term goals. And they're not to be necessarily right here on the front of this school in our cars worshiping. 
But what I need you to do, and many of you have already done it, is we've put a survey out. It's on the app. It's on the website. It's on Facebook. It'll be in your email box. I need you to fill out that survey. I need your family's response. I need to know what you're thinking. I need to understand where we are in a global pandemic. Because just like the teachers were never taught what to do when a global pandemic hits with their classrooms, I never took the seminary class, Global Pandemic 101, leading a church. I don't know what I'm doing. There, I said it. I don't know what I'm doing. But I guarantee if this ever comes along again, when I'm an old man, I'll be able to help a young pastor. But I need your voice. I need you to fill that survey out. I need to understand what you're thinking. And this week, our staff is meeting to make plans. We are, we are meeting to make plans as to what our next day is, our next steps are going to be through September through December. We're making plans. And I commit to you that you will hear about those plans at the latest next Sunday. Next Sunday, you will hear about those plans. Maybe sooner. But I commit to you, you will hear about those plans. So please help us. Because I don't know what's going to be next, but I do know this. Whether it's inside that school that I've walked in a few different times this morning and I've had tears in my eyes because I miss seeing all of you there. Or whether it's worshiping on the land and figuring out what to do there or some other place will just be on an adventure right now. That's one of our core values. That we're doing all of this with a sense of adventure. So please go with me in this. I'm asking you to go with me with this. And the third thing that I want to let you know is community is first. At Century Church, community is first. And we have meant that since day one. Community is first. We want to serve others. And so we're not in the school right now. I want to tell you thing right now. I want, I, want you to, I want you to understand where our hearts are. And I hope your heart is as my heart. Because as in the scriptures it says, then take my hand. Our hearts are for this school. And right now, while the school wouldn't mind... I don't think. They haven't told us no. We could go right up in here and worship. But if you would stop and put yourself in my shoes for just one moment. I don't believe that that's the right decision. For a school and its leaders that have never been through a global pandemic themselves. They're trying to figure out from virtual to blended to traditional schooling and trying to get off to a good start in a time like no one else has ever seen. So we're in the parking lot sweating. Because I don't want there to be one burden placed on them from the church that has partnered with them through these many years. I want them to get off to a strong start And as we assess with them what those next steps could be, we very well may be back in the school. And then again, we may find out that there are better decisions, more prudent decisions, and decisions that put the community first. And I want the record to show that Century Church 
meant what it said in its toughest time. In the community's toughest time, we meant what it said, and so we'll even take it on the chin. Now, I know that what that means and what my, I'm just sharing with you my heart today, the fear that, that strikes me when I cannot do that, when I choose to hold us out from pushing into that school, says maybe some of these cars drive away. Go find other churches to be part of. You very well could do that. But I'm asking you to live into who we said we were going to be. I'm asking you to live in to what that looks like to be a church that cares so much about our community that we'll take it on the chin. And I believe that God will honor that. I believe that God will bless that. And I believe that God will have a bright future for a church that's willing to long suffer with its community. I got to see a little bit of that yesterday at Serve Day. As I watched a man with cancer have a brand new porch built. As I saw men show up and work and be the church. I get to see it with volunteers that show up still in a hot parking lot willing to help and serve. You see, I was reminded on my way in here of the most famous Bible passage of all, John 3.16. You know it, many of you do. For God so loved the world that he sent his only son that whosoever will believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life, eternal life. Jesus was sent by the Father. And Jesus has sent us. He gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit. And he told us to go and make disciples. And that I am with you always. So as I was driving in here today, that Bible passage took on a new twist for me that I share with you today as I close. For God so loved the world that he sent his only son. Who then in the scriptures, in his own teaching, said to us, I now send you. And as I was driving in here, I just heard that still small voice of the Father saying to our church, for God so loved Pike Road that he sent us, that he sent us that whosoever shall believe in the name of Jesus the Christ shall not perish but have everlasting eternal life. That's our message to our community today. That's our message to our kids. That's the message to the parents. That's the message to our teachers. That's the message to our community. That's the message of Century Church. For God so loved Pike Road that he sent us so let's all commit to do our part. Let's all say yes to the long suffering, to the sense of adventure, to the opportunity to show new and next generations how to live through a difficult time. Let's be reminded of the great community of faith that we have built together. And let the record show that when it was a tough season, the people of faith, the people of this church, locked arms, stood strong, 
served, loved, offer hope, grace, truth, and ultimately carried people through this season with the powerful love and hope of Jesus Christ. So as we get ready to bless our kids today and this whole school year, hey, I just want to share with you, if y'all haven't seen this, those of you that don't have small children, Katina and Savannah and Lee and all the volunteers, they're doing an amazing job. Like while I've been preaching, do you know that our kids are playing sermon bingo? I bet some of the adults would like to play this. It's really cool. So, so they can like even win prizes and everything. There, there's, there's sermon bingo. There's a journal for the kids to journal in. There are, um, there's a Skittles prayer for back to school. So, um, hey dads, maybe somehow you can con a Skittle or two away from your children because they're taped there to the, to the prayer. But there's a prayer. Our, our kids are getting a lot of love and support from the church family right now and our youth as well. And then there's a, there's a tag. And I believe that each one of you have that. And if you have that, if you'll pull that out real quick, there's a, there's a tag and a sticker. Normally, we would have all the kids run right up here and we would say a prayer over them. And so today, I'm just going to offer this prayer in close as we bless our kids and, and praise and honor God for this day. So will you bow with me in prayer? Almighty God, we bow before you today and we've heard your word that you will do your parts. And we pray that we will do ours, God. But right now we pray a blessing over our kids. Every child, every backpack, every notebook, every computer. God, we pray a blessing over our teachers, over the parents, every school, every opportunity that is before us this year in education. God, we pray that you would bless them, keep them safe, move them forward. And God, help us as a church be a blessing to our kids, to our schools, to our teachers, to this wider community. And God, we pray that this blessing that you have given us to be your church right now, that we would then pour out your blessings that your blessings would overflow in our lives in such a way that they flow out into a community that needs to know the hope, love, and salvation of Jesus the Christ. So God, I pray for everybody who hears my voice today, that they would put their faith in you, Jesus. They'd put their trust in you, Jesus. And that we would be reminded of the great promises of Scripture. So Lord God, be with us through some really wild and strange times. Bless us, God. We need you right now. We need you more than we may even understand. And some of us are at the bottom of the barrel. They need you. So God, we need your power, but we need that still small voice and that calm assurance, that soft touch of yours, God. So Lord, Bless these kids, bless these parents, and bless your church. That we walk by faith today and not by sight. For you are good and holy. And we love you. And this service and everything that we do, God, as a church family, we give you honor and glory forever and ever. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and all God's people said, Amen.